Free speech is not dead, but damn near. The Biden White House went to great lengths to censor me personally on social media, and turns out it's even more egregious than I initially thought. The show starts now. For months, I've known the Biden White House worked with big tech and specifically Facebook to censor and reduce my presence on social media. White House Digital Director Rob Flaherty, who to my knowledge still holds that position, directed Facebook to reduce me on the platform over this tweet I then posted to Facebook. Yes, for simply stating that I did not and will not get the COVID vaccine. But turns out that email from Rob Flaherty was just the tip of the iceberg. I was not only a target for censorship in that email, I was apparently an ongoing obsession living rent-free in their minds for months. Turns out in meetings between old Rob and Facebook, Rob explicitly said the following. If you, meaning Facebook, were to change the algorithm so that people were more likely to see New York Times, Wall Street Journal, any authoritative news source over Daily Wire, Tommy Lahren, polarizing people, you wouldn't have a mechanism to check the material impact? Yes, folks, the Biden White House digital director requested that Facebook, a platform that I have 4.7 million followers on, change the frickin' algorithm so people would see less of me and more of the New York Times. This is not just censorship. This is big government coercing Facebook to make me less visible to those who knowingly and voluntarily follow me to adjust the algorithm. And let's not forget, this isn't for discussing COVID vaccine efficacy or COVID vaccine side effects, any of that. This is over me saying I personally won't get the COVID vaccine. There is no way to chalk that up to misinformation or disinformation or any variation of that word. This is censorship, full on, full send, full communist censorship. And let's also, not forget, the Biden White House has been working overtime to be able to continue to pull this kind of crap. The Biden White House and all the rats that reside in that administration feel they have the right to keep people like me and you silent, censored, and reduced. They are so scared of the truth getting out, they will do anything to kill it. This is not only un-American, but a violation of the First Amendment and a threat that strikes to the very core of our nation. But I will not shut up. I will not sit down. I will not even lower my voice. In fact, I'm about to get louder. And you know what? I might even take legal action myself. Joining me now, the man who broke this story, founder and CEO of Just the News, John Solomon. So, John, I thank you so much for this reporting. I mean, I had an inkling all of this was going on, but it wasn't until I saw your report that I knew that this is even worse than I thought. So take me into how you got this information and what the people need to know. Well, these are documents that Facebook was very slow and reluctant to turn over to House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. They'd been subpoenaed a long time ago. It wasn't until Jim Jordan said, I'm going to find you in contempt, Facebook, they suddenly coughed up the documents. What are this particular set of documents? They're weekly meeting notes, Facebook to notes. Every time they met with Rob Flaherty and the White House uh, vaccine hesitancy team, that's basically what they were functioning as. And what you have here is a uh, uh, literally contemporaneous documents chronicling all the discussions that were going on between White House and Facebook. And let's put it into perspective. The, the United States government is using the long arm to reach into the marketplace and to try to help 
uh, co- uh, vaccine makers like Pfizer and Moderna overcome market resistance to their products so that they can go out and sell jabs to the American people, which, by the way, the taxpayers were paying for. Uh, and they began to run into resistance. People have a debate. It's a new medical technology. And they wanted to get their hands on the dials of free speech. And they want to turn down your dial, Tommy Laren. They want to turn down Ben, uh, Ben's at the Daily Wire and other people who were just expressing opinions. By the way, protected political speech. They were trying to turn your voice down and then turn up their favorite chumps at the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, the mainstream media, bring them back up so that their voices would be heard and yours would disappear from the debate. Now, our entire medical system rests on a very common principle, informed consent. That means you have the right to go out and learn things, hear differing opinions and make a decision for yourself. Uh, They were trying to manipulate that process with Facebook, try to turn the dials up and around so that only one side be heard, the other side be toned down. And even when you were just simply trying to explain the informed consent debate you were making for yourself, you posed a threat to them. Enough so, they felt like they needed to silence you. That's what these emails show. Very disturbing. And by the way, we, we reached out to a lot of um, legal experts. They think there's a very good litigation case here for people that were having their dial turned down like you. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't decided what I'm going to do with all of that. But, you know, a few months ago, I got some information, that initial email talking about how Tucker Carlson and I should be reduced on the platform and that they needed to run that down. Facebook was deciding how they were going to do that. But this is even worse. I mean, my name coming up several times, them talking about how they could possibly finagle the algorithm, tweak it in such a way that maybe people wouldn't notice they were tweaking it, but they could tweak it so people that followed me wouldn't see my content. And it's really interesting, John, because during this entire time, and we went from the summer of love riot season 2020 into, of course, when COVID took a hiatus and then back to COVID. And I was very vocal about not only the summer riot season, but also COVID. And I kept having people telling me, hey, I don't see your stuff on Facebook. I have to go search for it, and even then, sometimes I can't find it. And I always thought, well, I'm sure they're doing something with the algorithm here. But now this is, to me, vindication and validation. That's exactly what was happening. I wasn't showing up in the feeds of people who knowingly followed me to hear my commentary and my opinions. So to me, that's not, not only a disservice to me, but to the people who follow me knowingly. They're not seeing me, and they chose to. So that, to me, is also really disturbing, and even more so that the White House wants to be able to continue to do this. What else do you know, John, about this whole process of the White House trying to cling on to their ability to influence social media? Well, listen, they're fighting the Missouri and Louisiana attorney generals uh, who are trying to expose this through litigation. Uh, they are not cooperating completely with uh, Jim Jordan, House Judiciary Committee. What they tried to achieve was fingerprintless censorship. They know that if their fingerprints are on it, it would trigger the constitutional concerns. So what you see are secret meetings, suggestions. Uh, let's do the algorithm. No one will be able to figure that out. All of a sudden, Tommy Lahren falls off Facebook and, and the New York Times goes up Facebook. Uh, they were taking a free market information society and creating it a manipulated mar- marketplace so that only one side uh, and one narrative could be out there. That's not the way our founding fathers intended. It's not the way our country operated for about 240 years. I think in the last seven years, we're seeing growing evidence that the left using its monopolistic positions in these big tech companies, using the long and short arm reach of the United States government, they've been manipulating that marketplace, manipulating the flow of information, controlling narratives, whether it's Russia collusion or COVID vaccines or everything in between, the COVID origins at the, at the Wuhan lab. 
allowed a significant manipulation of what used to be a free marketplace of ideas. That puts the, uh, the uh, basically the underpinnings of our constitutional republic in grave danger. That's why lawyers are speaking out, why constitutional lawyers are expert. You are one of the big case studies now where we have evidence of that manipulation and they tried to do it in a way that most Americans wouldn't know what was going on. It was a deceptive manipulation of the marketplace. So in reading through your article and also reading through some of the documents that Jim Jordan has put out this morning and the discussions of those documents, it's not yeah. entirely clear to me how much Facebook complied. It's obvious to me that they did something because other previous emails said, we're going to run this down. We'll take care of it. It yeah. was is them saying that, you know, hey, we're going to work on this. We're going to find a way to do it. But what can you tell me and my audience about how much Facebook actually complied with all of the direction given to them by the White House and Rob Flaherty? We don't have enough of the evidence to really make a good assessment yet. You see a, uh, a cudgeling of uh, the Facebook people. There are these fun statements that Rob Flaherty makes, like, hey, you guys aren't that popular. We're not very happy with you. So you see the psychological pressure being applied. You see the concepts of what they were talking about doing. We don't know the final outcomes. And I think that that's the great task ahead of us for uh, people like Jeff Landry in Louisiana and the Missouri Attorney General, Jim Jordan and some of the weaponization subcommittees beneath him. We don't have a full, uh, uh, complete view of how, what the ultimate outcome. We do know from testimony like uh, the former, uh, like the FBI agent out in uh, San Francisco, Elvis Chan, that he said about 50% of the time, at least when the FBI made a request to censor content or to find someone in violation of the platform's uh, policies, uh, about 50% of the time the FBI got what had it. Did the White House get a similar success rate? We don't know yet, but those are exactly the sort of questions that Jim Jordan is going to be asking when hearings resume in September. John, have you reached out at all to this Rob Flaherty fellow? Because uh, I would like to hear his commentary on this. I would like to see sure. him subpoenaed. I'd like to see him testify in front of Jim Jordan and others. But he's been relatively quiet on all of this. But it seemed like he was almost single-handedly representing the Biden White House. And a lot of these requests came from him and him alone, at least according to your reporting and other documents we've seen. So what can you tell me about good old Rob? He hasn't been talking much. And as you know, the White House is exempted from Freedom of Information Act requests. So as journalists, we don't have a lot. I think the real opportunity to crack the code, to get inside and find out what his story is, is uh, going to come through subpoenas, compelled testimony, compelled answers. And I think that's where Jim Jordan and uh, the two attorneys general are going to make some great progress. They've already made some great progress. I mean, think of how much we've learned in a few short months. We went from having suspicions of shadow banning and content manipulation to actual proof of it. I think there's another question here. I don't believe for a second that Rob Flaherty was acting in a vacuum. There are people up above him and down below him that were facilitating this. I don't think we even have the full grid of the number of people that were involved in this. We saw CISA at the Homeland Security Department involved in censorship. We've seen the State Department involved in it. We've seen lots of nonprofits, the Global Disinformation Index, several universities, University of Washington. Uh, this was a much larger, more massive censorship machine that I could ever have imagined when we started on the journey of reporting on this. We don't even know how far those tentacles still go. The real question for the American people is, 
Was Joe Biden in on this? I think it will turn out that he was. He had a vaccine he was trying to sell to the American people for public health, also for the profit of those vaccine makers. Uh, he had to have had a role. What the president knew and what the president's top men and women knew is one of the next questions I think Jim Jordan and these attorneys general are going to get to. Another question I have, we have the Twitter files being released yeah. voluntarily by Elon Musk and team with the new free Twitter or X, whatever it is now. And now we've got some Facebook files. But when are yep. we going to get around to the Google YouTube files? Because YouTube is still sure. in the business of censoring very accurate information on COVID, as well as opinions on COVID, myself also included in that, OutKick also included in that. So I said yeah. it yesterday, I'll say it again. We have been locked out of YouTube. We've been given a strike for a week because of commentary made by me and Clay Travis regarding statements about COVID. So I want to know, right. do you have any indication that we're going to crack the code on YouTube Google? Because I have a feeling they might be the worst offenders yet. I'm going to throw another one in because there's clear evidence of it as well. LinkedIn, a place that was supposed to be just a jobs and discussion marketplace. I think we're going to find some censorship there. It looks to me from talking to the members of Congress, having Jim Jordan on my show the other day, that they're expanding the number of social media companies that they're looking at because it's clear from the government documents that conversations were going on. Obviously, Twitter, Facebook, the big boys in the block early on. But Google and YouTube have far more impact. They could manipulate search results. Theoretically, they clearly manipulated videos and censored people. We got kicked off of YouTube for no bait reason at all. We got kicked off for saying that U.S. intelligence officials told us accurately that they had suspicions that the uh, COVID vaccine may have escaped the lab in Wuhan Institute of Virology. Think about that. We now know that to be true. Truth was censored, not just opinions. True things were censored. I do think Google and YouTube are the next big shoe to fall, but I would expect to see some interesting information coming out soon on LinkedIn and also TikTok. Because remember, TikTok has a close tie to China. I think they're in on the game as well. Maybe have a slightly different manipulation of the uh, data than the Biden administration with Facebook. But I think all of those places are on the radar and it'll take us into 2024, I think, to get complete answers. But the most important thing was there was an industrial complex sized censor machine, censorship machine. The Biden White House, the Homeland Security Department, the State Department, the FBI were all part of it. And it looks like several, if not all of the big tech companies got cajoled or pressured into it. That's what we got to put on the map. We got to get all of them on the map and then get answers and then get laws and litigation there to rectify these incredible intrusions on the First Amendment. Last question for you. Do you think this is going to go all the way to the Supreme Court? Oh, absolutely. I think the uh, both sides, because big tech has big money, and the, we have two very determined attorneys general uh, in, in Louisiana, Missouri. This is going to become, I think, one of the epic first speech cases, maybe in all of American history, certainly in the last century. We are on a major debate about where the limits in of freedom are in this country under a Joe Biden regime, under a big tech oligarchy. And I think the Supreme Court will be the ultimate voice. If you look at their more recent rulings, this is a First Amendment friendly um, Supreme Court. It'll be very interesting to see how they look at all of this behavior because this was a giant complex. It was not a couple of people acting badly. The, uh, lots of people were using the color of government authority and uh, monopolistic positions in the marketplace to restrain speech in ways that our founding fathers would never have settled for. Well, I'm looking forward to that. John, thanks as always for covering this, for getting the word out. 
And uh, we'll talk to you soon with the next drop of the Facebook files, maybe the YouTube files, LinkedIn files. We want them all. Thanks so much, John. Absolutely. Thanks, Tommy. Still ahead, while that little punk weasel Rob Flaherty and certainly Joe Biden are the losers of this week and every single godforsaken week since sworn in on January 20th, 2021. But I've got an additional trio to name, and that's next. So I couldn't let the first week of August pass us by without crowning my losers of the week. As previously noted, these are not the biggest losers of the week, given it's quite obvious that title goes to Rob Flaherty, Joe Biden, the DOJ, and mainstream media at large. But these are some notable additions selected just to make us all laugh at this truly screwed up and dystopian week. So in that spirit, first up, the Hangzhou Zoo in eastern China. Now, the zoo has gone viral this week after visitors and social media users alike have observed some of the bears, sun bears to be exact, look and act a little more like human beings than perhaps a sun bear should. Take a look. <laughs> now, it's important to note the zoo has insisted these sun bears are bears and not humans. Still, some are not convinced, but this might be a genius marketing ploy, though, given visitors to the zoo have increased by about 30% since the video circulated. I mean, it's not so preposterous to assert these bears are humans in costumes, given this viral video from last week showing a full-grown adult man in dog costume, a dog costume he paid over 14 grand for, taking his first public walk. You know, in this day and age, pop culture tells you you can be anything you want to be. Boys can be girls, girls can be boys, and apparently grown men can also be collies. I have no words. But on to loser two this week, and it's a big one, no pun intended, Lizzo, who is being sued by three former dancers on the grounds of harassment and a hostile work environment. The lawsuit not only alleges the dancers were discriminated against and berated, but one of the three plaintiffs also claimed in the lawsuit that she was encouraged by the singer to take turns touching nude performers while out at a club in Amsterdam's red light district while on tour in February. Oh, but it gets weirder. Lizzo was also being accused of pressuring her dancers into eating bananas out of the vaginas of sex workers on that same Amsterdam trip. The plaintiffs also alleged they were fat shamed and otherwise antagonized. Imagine being fat shamed by Lizzo and team. Just wow. Lizzo is a loser. Let's leave it at that. My last loser this week is one of the many lawless looters in California. But this particular loser looter, well, he did a little something called F around and find out. Ain't nothing you can do, man, until police come in. Hey, hey, no, you, hey, don't, hey. Out, Ain't nothing you can do, man. Out, don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Now listen, I don't condone violence and blah, 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 but if liberal cities aren't going to do anything to prevent or prosecute this kind of thing, well, good citizens of America are probably going to fill in the gaps as they see fit. You know, I wish leaders would empower law enforcement to, I don't know, enforce the law, but sadly that seems to be a thing of the past in New York City, Los Angeles, and elsewhere, so this is what you get. 
right or wrong, expect to see more of it because good people are sick and tired of being taken to the cleaners by thugs and degenerates who have been coddled and cuddled by Democrat DAs and politicians. So there you go. Enjoy. Those are my losers of the week from Nashville. God bless and take care.